This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. ship and she's they, i think they left south korea and they're heading back to japan and they hit choppy seas they were calling it rough seas i would have called it choppy from my days you know i worked offshore on and off for seven years and i kind of liked the bad weather you know of course none of my boats ever went down but anyway yeah she's um she's um gonna be back tuesday and i'm looking forward to it but she she will out they said they while they were in Japan, they came up with a lot of different um, conspiracies they want to talk about. Pressure off us. Yep. Um, also, today is Mickey Mantle Day, Mickey Mantle's birthday. We always celebrated that at our house. It's also someone else's birthday. Yep, D.C. Lewis. D.C. Lewis, she works for, she's made secretary for Richard Fuel. It's her birthday today. Okay. <laughs> Somebody else, right? Uh, you, James. It's your birthday. Well, happy birthday. Well, happy my, birthday. It's my 64th with my birthday greeting. I'm supposed to get a bottle of wine. Where's my bottle of wine? We can fix that later. Oh, I opened up the Lambrusco this morning for the roast that's being cooked. <laughs> what is a Lambrusco? It's a, you know, Riuniti on ice. That's nice. <laughs> it sounds like me you're speaking Japanese Not no that's a 1970s commercial yeah oh oh sparkling cheap wine oh yeah I think that they um, advertised on Mannix yes it's a Lambrusco is a fake wine it's a it's a blend mildly sweet with uh, lightly sparkling Okay. I use it to cook with a lot. All right. Well, there are people on here wanting to know the conspiracies of the day. And Glenn has got one. This is going to be completely out of my strike zone. I'm going to have to be watching it from the mezzanine. Okay. It's kind of out of my strike zone as well. But uh, I thought you played video this. games. Say what? You don't play video games? No. Oh, sorry. I know about them. I don't play them. Uh, I'm afraid I'd get addicted. Anyway, uh, the video games uh, industry, I don't know that people know this. Maybe our audience doesn't, but it's bigger than Hollywood by a long shot. Bigger movies were at the heyday of movies. The video games were starting to outproduce uh, the cash revenue stream that uh, movies did. Think of the, you know, think of Top Gun, this recent Maverick. Very did very well worldwide. Um, it's dwarfed by, you know, just a game release. And today we're going to talk about uh, something Dwayne had mentioned to me, 
did the military use video games to train uh, a generation to, you know, know how to fight a war? When I delved into this, I thought, does the U.S. military have anything to do with gaming? And what popped up was, yeah, they have made a multi, a first-person shooter uh, game that was designed to help recruit, and uh, it was designed, you know, they said, well, we've got all these shooters games. Uh, let's just make one that they can play for free, and, you know, maybe it'll take off. So they did that. Uh, probably, I think around 2016 is when they started, but, um, you know, it was quite out in the open. Yeah, we're trying to recruit people. Does anybody else know something about the U.S. Army? They have a e-sports team. Do they really? Yes. Uh, still and currently, and they use it to recruit at e-sports conferences. For e-sports, for those who don't know, uh, they've become huge. Basically, people will stay and watch for hours and hours. Teams play first-person shooters like Call of Duty, which we will talk about. And these first-person shooters uh, bring huge crowds to stadiums. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it, you're like, what? This really is a thing? You also have uh, Vander Media, Gary Vanderchuk's uh, marketing company, who now is agents for esports players. So this has become a big thing, and the U.S. military says, well, let's use this to recruit. Um, and they're still doing it. Now, they developed a game which was basically about training. Uh, it, you had to learn how to use the weapon before you could go out and use it. And the military actions were more what would be, you know, training for the U.S. Army. That's probably why some of it went away. <laughs> uh, they've, they've dropped that game, and they've gone to this eSports team more so than anything else. And they're pretty open about it. Now, if you trace this back, and we have to kind of go into the Wayback Machine. Um, most of our listeners, I think, will know the movie Saving Private Ryan. Uh, it, year of its release, 1998, it was the largest grossing film. I know G.I. Jane. Well, it's not G.I. Jane. Okay. Uh, but Saving Private Ryan, before that, I don't think we remember, because we've seen so much since, that you didn't see the depiction of, war like Steven Spielberg did. And Steven Spielberg has said, I made Saving Private Ryan partially as an anti-war film. The problem was he also doesn't, you know, he's one of those guys that doesn't know how to make anything unentertaining. So he was able to depict war and its most horror with, and for some reason it was entertaining to the public. Uh, there were reports when Saving Private Ryan came out that its Omaha Beach landing scene caused uh, veterans who had been in that to have PSD and start having trauma based on it. Well, that's horrible, right? Yeah, but guess what? Everybody wanted to go see it after. Uh, now, you fast forward a little bit, 
and you get to uh, 9-11. 9-11, basically all the restraints got pulled off. We got pulled in. We went out and we were going to go find and hunt down and kill these guys who did 9-11. And so a lot of things were instituted, like Homeland Security, like the act George Bush put into with great support. Um, now we're going to go after our enemies wherever they are. Uh, I guess you'd call it, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Dwayne, asymmetric warfare. All right, so you go there, all right? Now, all of a sudden, you've got this depiction of war, and guess who outlines a game based on Saving Private Ryan? I know. Who? Boz Minnelli. No, but her friend, Steven Spielberg. Okay. And he then, you know, after that movie was so successful, and partially because his son loved Goldeneye. If you know anything about gaming, a 007 Goldeneye was like the first kind of breakout. That was a James Bond movie? Yes. And it was a breakout success. It was played very heavily. That's when people said, do you mean this gaming can make money? And Hollywood said that. <laughs> this can make money. Well, so guess what? Um, Steven Spielberg brought out, not only did he outline it, he brought out... a a game called uh, Medal of Honor. Now, this is a whole series, and I'm not going to go into each one, but basically it was before that you had these little kind of 8-bit games that you just kind of shot people with uh, in World War II, and you also had these really kind of mind-numbing Excel spreadsheet games that, you know, you just did resources and then it would do things. You know, you had to make sure you had enough. They weren't fun. Let's put it that way. Um, This was a different game. And people watch this. They do now. Yes. Wow. Because they like playing it. And they see the best of the best of the best go up against each other. I guess it's no worse than me watching grown men on television chasing a ball around a field wearing pajamas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's what it is. Uh, for If you don't know the intricacies of something, that's what it looks like. Gotcha. But anyway, so you get this. All right. So now, all of a sudden, Steven Spielberg had these two guys, and their name escapes me because, of course, I'm old and it escapes me. Lithonomia. But anyway, these, they're, um, I thought I had them written down here. But anyway, it'll come to me in but anyway, oh, Vince Zampanelli and Jason West. These are two programmers. Okay. Uh, they worked for, uh, in the programming, you know, gaming industry. And they left to work with Steven Spielberg on this game. And why it looked like it did was because of these two programmers. And they um, then went on after that success and it wasn't huge success, but it was successful. It was more successful than most games at the time. And gaming was not considered even a real business at that time. Um, they went on and they decided, we're going to do this Medal of Honor better. 9-11 happens. All of a sudden, there's a lot more interest. And I think, you know, when we first invaded Iraq, I, I don't know if we remember all the you know, people were watching the coverage on CNN. Boy, that didn't age well. On CNN, uh, nonstop, 
and you also had uh, all the uh, young people. I mean, I remember a Saturday Night Live skit, and it was a dance. There was some kind of dance show that was kind of popular at the time, and uh, they were like, "Yeah, I've been watching Wolf Blitzer nonstop for 24 hours," and they made a kind of a funny deal about it. And then one of the Peter Arnett. Yeah, and then one of the uh, hosts goes, "Well, you could join the military and go over and fight." Let's party, you know. And uh, it would, uh, Dana Carvey was the. It was fun, but these two um, fellas started to make it very, very realistic, and they kept working on it, kept working on it, and then Call of Duty came out. They that was their original one, and it was very successful. It was World War II. It was you know very realistic. Or a video game at the time with the with the you know the kind of technology they had, and people just kept playing it, and it was very successful. Then um, they brought out Call of Duty, um, the second one and a third one, and it was pretty big at that point. Then they went to Call of Duty uh, Special Ops or Black Ops, I think. Um, it was basically, it was different. It wasn't about, you know, in, you know, in the other games, it was about, look at what these men and women, mainly what these men did on Omaha Beach, being in awe of that, how they got through it. It then came into, okay, now we have the operator. And that's where you've got the whole idea of the operator. Operator being someone who is super special forces trained. And the operator, he went, and basically, it was clinical, you know. All right, you got that guy. All his body parts are everywhere, you know. And Mr. Rambo. Rambo. Rambo, except highly, you know, not only highly trained, but have the right equipment, never at a technological disadvantage. This kind of Jason Bourne Rambo, um, you know. It Rambo changed. Terminator. Rambo Terminator, basically, yeah. Um, that. I think in the first 14 days it did uh it sold 2 billion dollars uh in the first 14 days. Uh maybe it, I might be way off it might be a lot higher. I think that was the it's first crazy. weekend. It was huge. And it was very different. It was very realistic, quote unquote. Um but basically it changed from, you know, fighting a war like we did in World War 2 to Basically, here's how we commit war crimes, uh, if you look at it. And in fact, it got criticized heavily for that. All right. Now, if you move forward a little bit, no one really touched that until about 2008. Uh, I think um, you had Call of Duty Infinity War. Does that sound familiar? Uh, <laughs> so that came out and it was mega more successful. And that's when also you saw this relationship between the U.S. military. Uh, we'll give you, we'll show you our pretty toys and how they work a little bit. If you portray oh, that's us. Debbie does Dallas. No, no, no. Because those toys weren't pretty. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll show you how these work. We'll show you, we'll give you technical expertise, but we get to write off when you can, what you can and cannot say. If you remember 
Marvel's uh, Avengers Infinity War by the same name. Uh, Tony Stark was supposed to be shot down by two U.S. military jets. They nixed that and said, no, don't shoot him down. We want him to peel off and say good luck to which that's Tony, Tony, Tony Stark. Oh, not Tony Montile, not Liza Minnelli. No, not going. There. All right. <laughs> so, so you have this relationship that starts between our U.S. military and the entertainment industry, and inadvertently, you know, if I was going to design something to make people want to go to war, I might do it this way. You're in this junkie. If I were, but go ahead. All right. Well, if I were, <laughs> I don't speak good. Anyway, <laughs> as you were, sir. As you were. Anyway, but how hard would it have been? You know, because Steven Spielberg had technical advisors from the U.S. military. You know, Marines, and um, one's prominent, and I forget his name. He was you, you recognize him the minute you saw him, but. He, how hard would it be if I'm, let's say, a three-letter agency? I know this guy, right? He's in the military. I was in the military. Now I'm working for the CIA. Um, you know, I maybe go say, hey, you should have that Steven Spielberg guy make a movie about World War II. Here's this book. And it was based on a book, by the way. And, uh, you know, why, why don't you, you know, it's really good. It's doing well. It's about history. You could mentor that in how hard would it be to whisper to someone here get that going and how hard would it be to keep that going because we need trained military we don't glorify it but we show it as it is but we make it we do it with a arguably the best movie director of a generation and he will try to show it as badly as he can but he won't be able to not make it entertaining then we get this this first person shooter <clears throat> pardon me and this first person shooter is basically desensitizing a generation about war crimes now we need these there's another person that came up in my research and um you're going to you may I did not know about this man but he was in World War 1 the most decorated veteran of of the war. And he was in the military for Marine Corps for 34 years. His name was Smedley Butler. Um, he spent half his life in, the, in fighting wars. He was in almost every conflict there was. Uh, and, you know, a lot of gentlemen, when they retire, they go and they say, oh, I'm going to write. And they write about their exploits and they, you know, that's what you thought he was going to do. No. He wrote a pamphlet in 1935, and I'm going to read this real quick, and it's going to say, war is a racket. It's always been. It's possibly the oldest, easily the most profitable, surely most vicious. It is the only one that is in international scope. It is the only one which its profits are reckoned in dollars and losses in lives. It is conducted for the benefit of the very few at the expense of the very many. Out of a war, a few people make huge fortunes. Military industrial complex is basically what he was describing before our uh, Truman, not Truman, was it Eisenhower? 
Now, how hard, if I have this military industrial complex, how hard is it to have a entertainment industrial complex to bolster that? And, and look at it. Look at what we found out about the Twitter files showed us that the CIA, the government, and all these platforms were working together. Yeah, there was a rabbit hole. Right. So why, why do we think that just started? If this guy is in 1935, maybe computers, but that's just another tool. Uh, Are we back to Debbie Does Dallas again? No, no, we're not back to Debbie Does Dallas. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll take we'll my, get, we'll, we'll do that another Friday. I'll take my five minutes now. <laughs> we can do that another Friday. Uh, but if you look now, and this is kind of what got Dwayne talking to me about it, the, they use Xbox controllers for drones, for robots that go in and get bombs. And I thought, well, yeah, that's because a lot of young men work with Xbox. So they, they're used to that control, that, Architecture. That's a Twitter box? Xbox. Xbox is Microsoft. Okay. But X is. Everybody likes X. I'm just saying that's a, that's something. Everybody likes sex? Yeah. (laughs) Might be what it is. I don't know. All right. Everybody likes it. So there's an Xbox and there's an X Twitter and they're different things. Two different things. All right. right. Catching me up. All right. So if you, you go these controllers, how. You know, we really, how do we get this, uh, how do we get here is kind of what I was thinking. And I'm thinking, yeah, I wonder if the whole thing is tied together in a very loose fashion. Not, I'm not saying they're having meetings. Maybe they are. Uh, uh, You know, and when I say they, I mean the deep state. But how hard is it to make people okay with war and, and think about what we're going through right now? Right now, we're going through this, you know, uh, scandal a day that, you know, we know our president, we have very good evidence. Our president took money from China and set up fake corporations to do it. We have really good evidence of that, yet he's still in office. And we, we can't impeach him. Oh, no. Uh, you know, and we have this lawfare, this double standard, this... Um, you know, this whole attack on conservatism, who we have a new kind of conservatism, because remember, when I was growing up, conservatives wanted to go to war all the time. Now they don't. So guess what? And and who was the enemy back when conservatives wanted to go to war? It was Eurasia. Liberal. It has always been Eurasia. Well, liberals. <laughs> liberals didn't want to go to war. They protested the Vietnam War. They burnt their draft card. But you got to realize that that was a pro-communist movement. I agree. I agree with you. But still, this this deep state may be agnostic. Gotcha. I got you. And so now the deep state has switched. And now instead of hunting liberals, they're hunting conservatives because they don't want to go to war. That's where I think this may be. That's my conspiracy here. Well, I mean, it just brought, well, first thing I was, I was thinking is is that used to they would have to have commercials that they would pay for Super Bowl any place else be all that you can be, which is right. okay in my opinion because you know you're up right. You're, you're trying to right. You're just trying to recruit. And now instead of paying for it, they're getting not just free; they're making money on. It. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I'm talking about an amount of money 
uh, the gaming industry by itself is, and, and the gaming industry is not like, you know, little poker games or stuff like that, although that's there. The main part is first-person shooters, MMA, which is MMA, I'm sorry. Is that because that's uh, what sells? Massive multi-cut. Well, I'm going to say this. I know that I'm, I'm, very, I'm old, so I get away with this. Who's that woman who sings songs? She dates guys long enough to write a song about them, and then Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. She is absolutely industry made. She's nothing. And there's going to be someday people are going to look up and go, you know, really, she's nothing. She's a media creation. And so are you telling me that they're able to create this? In other words, there might not have been a demand for shooting people in the face, but they created the demand. Yes, because well, the if, game. if you remember in early on in the first person shooter games, the media would bring up, well, what's the reason we have these teenagers going out and doing trying these and actually accomplishing mass shootings? Is it the video games? Is it too much gore? Is it the first person shooter? We heard that for about 10 years stretch. And then all of a sudden that question oh. in the media disappeared. Yes, and they had all these studies, and I'm putting quotes about studies, that said, no, it has no effect. It's the guns. They're the bad thing. (laughs) Think about it. All right, so let me ask you a question, because I I know nothing about it. All right, when I was a kid, they had Atari. Now, I'm assuming that's bit the dust. Well, in a way, but people love old school games, and so they play Atari games. Okay. Now, so I'm assuming that it was like Apple and and Microsoft. There's going to be different formats, different types of equipment. There's Xbox. Who's their main competitor? The PC I got in front of me. Okay, so Xbox control. No. Xbox is owned by Microsoft, and it's just basically a special purpose PC with uh, high yeah. end video graphics in there. And, and the graphics can, have gotten so everything. much better on. The competitor is PlayStation 2. Okay, so it's PlayStation. Sony. Okay, so play, okay, so Sony's got one, and Microsoft's got one. Do they both kill people? Well, the, the console is just the thing that runs the program. It's the program or the game. and they ha- So they'll write it for each app. Right. All right. Each, each equipment, each hardware. Yeah. I got you. And, and, you know, why did you, you know, back in the day, why did you do the Xbox to get your kid the Xbox? Because it well, was see, on that's your what computer. Was that was confusing because I kept seeing Xbox and I thought that was a sex change. No. <laughs> no, that's a Mulvaney. That's what they call that. Mulvaney. So Nintendo, Nintendo had one. PlayStation had one. Microsoft was the late. Uh, person to the party, but they've been competing with PlayStation, and those two have been fighting over the older age, uh, teenagers and yeah. adults. Whereas Nintendo tried to stay family and G-rated for the younger kids. And you can still get a Switch, which is kind of has those kinds of games on it. Most kids need a Switch these days. Well, that's it's ironic they call it the Switch, by the way. <laughs> And switch. Yeah. Baited switch, <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Uh, but, you know, the gaming industry is bigger than the entertainment, almost as big as, as far as dollars, the entertainment industry as a whole. Do your kids game? Wayne? Oh, my gosh. When you have identical twin boys and identical triplet boys, they're all into this shooting stuff. Really? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, Josh, I mean, and this is the other thing that I don't think is understood all the way, but you're interacting with people online and they have headsets and they're talking. I've seen Doc do that. Yeah. And uh, they're just, they get, they, okay, we're going to get the, you know, I had a young man in my house that was, it wasn't my son, but he was staying with us and he said, okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, he organized this uh, attack on a, you know, I don't even know what it was, but he was talking to all these people. And I asked him, are those your buddies? He goes, oh, no, one guy's from Australia, one guy's from China, one guy, you know, all these different people that knew how to play the game and they just wouldn't self-organize. And apparently at one point I thought it was all about how much douchebaggery there was involved because that's all they talked to each other like, you know, you douchebag, you do, you know, just like that. Do you remember that it turned out being fake, but there was some, it was, they were showing how they were all going to plan and all of a sudden he just decides to jump in and everybody gets killed. Well, you remember that? It was famous. Everybody was playing it for a while. He, he goes, I mean, I'm going to say it wasn't Geronimo, but he goes, Geronimo! Oh, it was called, uh, <laughs> oh, what is it called? It's a ter- ter- common term. Um, when you go, um, when you go all in. Are you having lithonomia or lithologia? Yeah, anyway, that I know about. Um, I Leroy know, Jenkins. That's it, Leroy Jenkins! <laughs> Yeah, that's what it's called. Sorry, it took a while. Leroy Jenkins. Yeah. My wife has to ask one of my triplet sons that comes home every other weekend from ULM to college, and he's in there playing on the Xbox in the living room. That's their gaming room. And you hear him getting excited talking. She goes in there, hey, your brother's online? Yeah, we're all playing um, Call of Duty or Medal of Honor or whatever. And so she'll she'll ask the one that's in Germany, hey, what's going on? And that's how she has her conversations and checks in to see who's doing what is through the gaming. That's that's how they wow. get together almost every day or every weekend or whatever. Do you know that I did not know your wife's name till yesterday? I didn't know it was Sapuku. <laughs> Sapuku. What is that? <laughs> that's you know you know everybody says that Japan they called but they would they would they would run those uh, planes into boats. They would call that. Um, what would they call it? They would call it Harry Carey. I think they would call it something like that, right? Mm-hmm. What they call Hadi Kamikaze. Kamikaze. That's it. They call it Kamikaze. It's really Sapuku. Oh, really? Sapuku. Well, that's that's strange. Well, how do you say your wife's name? Sandy. Sandy. S O N D I. I was just calling him. You're calling her your wife until yesterday, but now it's going to be Sandy. She, she, her name's really Cassandra, but she likes, she named herself Sandy. Okay, like I, I call Charlotte Kaya. There you go. You call her Isapoint Kayaki. Isapoint Kayaki. Well, I'm not very good at pronouncing. <laughs> if you're going to pronounce my wife's name, you get it right. Well, I pronounce it Charlotte, but that's me. <laughs> All right, anyway, so so I guess where where, where we are with this thing is that are you saying it's almost putting them into a trance, or is it like a psyop? Or? No, it's well, desensitizing. So Activision was one company that that held or holds a lot of titles with a lot of revenue stream. They just got purchased, right? Mm-hmm. By yeah. Blizzard Entertainment. 
right? Yes. And you were asking something like $69 billion? Billion. Is the company worth $69 billion? Yes. And I sent you a formula for how to calculate I the saw that value of a, of a perpetuity. In other words, a revenue stream that comes in forever. And there was the formula for it. And I'm like, you know, you can sit there and try to figure it out, how to get $69 billion to come out of this formula. So they have a revenue stream that's fantastic. And we're talking like Activision's Blizzard is saying – um, uh, down here that they made a revenue of 220 billion in quarter two of 2023. And one, um, they made a revenue. Yeah, that's 2023. And that was a 34% increase from the 1.64 billion, the same period in 2022. And you start looking at the amount of money that they bring in. That that's like putting cocaine in Coca Cola. Well, we, oh, gosh, I agree. I agree. That, I mean, I like, it, It's a dopamine response, right? All right. Yes. So you guys have convinced me it's huge. You've convinced me that it's, it's addictive. Yes. And it's and it's it's now the question is, is it dangerous? And and I, my 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 first thought is this: that it is, and here's why. Um, when, when I got that used to that when I was again, I used to be. On the board, I still possibly still may be, but on the board of the Bulldogs, Barks, and Bites. And it's amazing how ugly people could beat each other on that board. And then we would go have a tailgate and everybody got along. It was just absolutely face to face. Face to face was completely different. So if you, you're, so you're shooting people in the face on a thing and it's just, it's just electrons, right? What's right. the big deal? It's no big deal. It's all fake. But then they put you, they put you into the military like his sons are, all right? Now, Air Force, Chair Force, because that's what they really are. They're Chair Force. They're in their chairs operating stuff, all right? Now, if I go like a video game. If I go to Kent State and I shoot students, even if they deserved it, <laughs> you see it, right? Yes. It's horrible. It's no, not it's, it's, as it's, real as it can it's be. It's just horrible. I'm, just, I'm sorry I reacted to if I go and kill somebody, even if they deserve it. Well, he's laughing because I'm killing communists. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they, they did deserve it. They were throwing sticks and they were they were coming on this. They were supposed to stay out of where they were. And they were they attacked some National Guard, which you got to understand. Those are not full-time guys. And, you know, when you attack people with guns. They, they might shoot you. They might shoot you. But when, they, when those kids shot them, they were horrified. The National Guard troops were horrified. It was a huge deal. And they still talk about Kent State. Exactly. But if you and I'm not and I'm not picking on your sons at all, but I'm picturing good kids. We know Dwayne and, and Sandy. Sandy. They reared good children. Yes, they did. But if you fly a drone, it starts feeling like a video game. You got the same controller. You got the same. They actually do. Right. The, a lot of the drones are flown with the Xbox controller. I just wonder if you're going to start losing this. Hey, well, that's not real. That's just. That's that's the that's the conspiracy, James. That's what we're talking about here. How do you you know it's going in a certain direction? The military is very much on the fast track. Put AI into weapons. When they do that, they've done it. They just haven't got it worked uh, out perfectly. Well, we're we're gonna. Uh, what I say it is that don't get, don't be surprised someday if a drone doesn't show up right there in that window and shoot us. Uh. That's very, I'm, you know, I used to think, oh, no way, but 
now I'm not so sure. But you know, you remember the guy that that mounted a a handgun mm-hmm. to a drone and had it hooked up where he had the machine pull the trigger and yeah. posted a video of it. That was rage for like three days at the FBI. It did take them just a few hours before they were knocking on the school. Right. Uh, that it's funny. What now that when it when it fired, what did it, the kick the kick by the no. back? It fired yeah, pretty it kicked, decent. And the drone correct itself. With yeah. Little GPS yeah. gyroscope. It'll correct for it. And they arrested the guy? I don't know if yeah, they arrested they, they him. They knocked on his door and there was a probably a day of interrogation. I don't, you know. Only and, we have the right to kill people with drones. Yes, that's right. And if you've seen the, I don't know if you've seen the little Boston Dynamics dogs that uh, have a machine gun mounted, M60, I think, mounted on their, on top of them that they use to shoot things, targets. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, it happens right now. Right now. That's and I don't think that's what the military really has. I think that's just well to put that out so they won't feel so you know, scared. So, so in order to pre train your artificial intelligence, you have to have data with which to train it. Who says that the military doesn't have an agreement for playing digital vacuum cleaner? for all of these Xbox and PlayStation consoles to absorb how everybody's playing these first-person shooter games to train their AIs. Of the right. Future. That's the other nefarious thing. It could be not just taking our young men, mainly young men, because gaming is a young man's game, really. Um, no pun intended. Uh, but mm-hmm. gaming is about young males. And... If you have all this data, and it's a amount of data that I can't even conceive of very much, you'd have to have almost a, well, quantum computer almost, or at least a supercomputer crunching those numbers. Uh, so if you gather all that, that would train an AI quickly. So, you know, that's maybe the bigger conspiracy here than what I was talking because so you know how everybody talks about Fort Knox. Is the gold still there? We need to do an inventory and accounting. I wonder if that big data center up in Utah that's storage for all <laughs> the internet digital vacuum one day, if we don't need to inventory what's on that system. Yeah, and, and also uh, before the seawater gets all the way up the Mississippi. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where the seawater goes in and we'll know that's where the AI is. But anyway. Wait till we start having shark attacks in Memphis. Oh gosh. That that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Are you are you are you concerned about this or is this just fun for a uh, conspiracy Friday? Well, anytime you start monkeying with people's minds in a way that creates that uh addiction feedback loop, I get pretty concerned. Yeah, this is this is like the the dopamine hit is very similar, if not identical, according to what I've looked into. Uh, what porn does? Well, you know, do you remember that cartoon Underdog? Yes, Simon Bar Sinister. Remember, he was the bad guy. Oh yeah, and he realized that people were addicted to telephones; that they would all get on telephones. So he created these Simon Bar Sinister telephone booths. When you went in there, when you came out, you say, I will do what Simon says. Do you remember that? Yes. 
It's not a movie reference, but it's close. Well, I can do a movie reference to In Like Flint that had a whole movie reference about AT&T wanting to uh, put chips in everybody's brain to make telephone calls. And that chip was just something they could also control people. So we've been, this has been a concept people have been thinking about for a long since time. The, you know, the 60s with Underdog. Everybody's been knowing that, that you could take people's. Manchurian Candidate, another one. In the 60s. I've not seen that movie. Can you believe that? And really, that is one hard one for me to believe you. Yeah, I need seen. to see that one. Uh, uh, Victoria is, is asking you to watch it too. Uh, Frank Sinatra um, was the original. As Star I spread. No, he did a good job. I mean, in, you know, that's part of where a cons- that conspiracy comes from about, you know, you can brainwash somebody. And then all of a sudden, think about this for a minute. All of a sudden, the, there's a news story about, oh, you can't make people kill people. Uh, with hypnosis and all this stuff they talked about. That's implausible. And you had all these experts line up, and everybody went, oh, okay, good. I thought that was a bit. Was it? You know, think about it now. Experts said, hey, take the stop. You'll stop it. Well, you know, Patton warned about killing without being present. In other words, long-distance killing was a bad thing. He warned about that. Now, at least he did in the movie. I can't remember. I've read his, his memoirs twice you can't remember if he said it i don't remember him saying it there i just remember it in the movie uh but he probably <laughs> did but killing without heroics is what he would, he called it that was that's what they said and 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 i do you know when Dwayne said his kids were going to the air air force you know again my family was marines and they you know <laughs> they, they make fun of the manly we had one in the marines huh we have one that went was in the marines really they yeah. where, where is he now he was in the Marines four years. He was in Afghanistan driving a truck, avoiding um, landmines. IEDs. Yeah. All right. So you had one Marine. Well, we're we're. I, I didn't go into the military. I, I, I almost did. I, you know, I was brainwashed by my family. You need to go in Marines. You need to go Marines. We went to law school. They were going to recruit me as a officer. You know, jag, a, officer. jag officer. But I was walking by and I was watching. Some people, I was walking across the playground. I'm not sure why I had to go through. You know, LSU law school is right in front of the playground. They, they, and they built typical of, of, um, of, um, what's his name? Earl, not Earl, the other one. Huey P. Long. Huey P. Long builds a, a replica of the Supreme Court building for their law school. So it's, <laughs> you know, and so. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah, so you walk across that. You, if you got to go to the campus, you got to walk across the playground. Pray the parade ground. Yeah. And they were out drilling. Now, if there's anybody that does not belong in the military, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by just your non-vivanced comments, I would say, yeah, probably. True. I could, I couldn't make it in any big business. I, I would be kicked out immediately. But, um, but anyway, um, they're all Marines, and they're all hoorah, and you know, make squids and chair force. And I forget what. You know, they have a name for all of them. Yeah. Uh, but when you told me your sons were going to the Air Force, I, you know, I was driving home just pondering, pondering if you told me that. And I went, really, truly, that's where the killing's probably going to be. Well, I mean, if you're going to be serving uh, the modern, I'm wondering if we're going to drones have changed the way we do warfare forever. I think that Jetson thing that, that you guys sent me this morning, think about that. 
flying around in one of those. God, I want to so bad. Well, you're going to need one that big that could potentially carry the unit in order to deliver Amazon packages. Yeah. Um, yes, true. Uh, I didn't think of that. But they, now, listen, what they're, what they're doing at first is just drugs. Now, that's interesting to me. They're going to be dropping drugs off on people's porches. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why they're doing that. What other big industry have we found out is corrupt? Gee. But what I'm getting at is when it, when it, when it said that the, that the range was only, you know, what, 20 minutes, you know, 64 miles an hour, 20 minutes, you better be heading back after about five minutes heading out because you don't want to run out of fuel. Well, then I got to thinking about it. Well, obviously, that's going to be a toy for the well at first. Nobody can buy a hundred thousand. If you buy a hundred thousand dollars, yeah, Mercedes, that's what they're saying. Comparing it to, I'm going like, well, I could drive to Alaska in that, okay, but I can't this thing. But it looked fun. I'll say that. I would do it if I had one. I would get in it. All right. And I and the guy said he wanted a parachute. I went, I don't need a parachute. I just won't fly that high. But um, but you know, once they make it a play toy for the rich. It trickles down to us. It'll be. It'll eventually. eventually be to us. Well, you know, your um, your street pharmacists, you know, your mid level drug dealer, they're up there with the rich. Why wouldn't they use it and make it look like the drugstore is delivering drugs when they're delivering their? <laughs> there <illegal>? you go. <laughs> it's plausible then, right? Oh they, no, that's just my medicine. Are they gonna be able to trace it back? If they, like, so, so let's suppose that they. Pull one down. Are they going to be able to trace it back to whoever's control of it? If they don't destroy it too much. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing you've got to realize is that uh, the uh, what is it, the government agency that uh, regulates planes and all that. FAA. The, yeah. They have another three-letter agency. Yeah. Another three-letter agency. Isn't that weird? Uh, but F, another American. Well, they have very strict rules on drones of a certain size. And you have to have a license and get a certification to fly them. Now, well, before you go crazy on that, James, there may be, I'm, I'm convinced that some terrorist group, you know, after this Hamas thing, uh, is going to take a drone uh, and load it up with powdered fentanyl, go into a crowd and let that just, you know, just disperse quickly with a, you know, CO2, you know, charge or something sometimes it's the same as chemical warfare yeah and it would kill 50 60 people in a certain range just breathe in it yeah well i hope they they do it that they pick the right place <laughs> i'm sorry I, i'm <laughs> laughing about people's deaths well there it's not real no, I I don't, know. you know i don't want to kill anybody no, but uh, there's a listen i can't even kill animals if if, if anybody ever accuses me of plotting to kill somebody, you know that's not true. Yeah. So I the, can't, the I, right place would be where there's a Narcan vending machine nearby. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, so anyway, I I see that. Well, of course, you know, the, the, the technology is definitely making it easier to kill people. Mm -hmm. And I would say it's also, if, if, if the pornography is nearly as bad as Jim makes it out to be, and Doc has said that it is, in his gener their generation, you see what electrons could do because that's all that is. is this well, electrons. yeah, and well-shaped electrons, but well-shaped electrons, yeah. Uh, but 
the thing you've got to remember about that whole um, feedback loop, it's super similar to the same type of dopamine rush that cocaine addicts get. All right, and that would be – all right, let me take a step back. All right, yeah. all right. When I – I think I've said this on this podcast. Um, when we first – when I first started trying to use computers at the office that I knew it was coming. I knew that – I knew just like AI, I've got to learn how to make it my tool. Not and no, But I can't let it – like the idiot that went to court just relying on it. It can't yeah. be your master. Um, and you tested that very quickly. Yes. I was here when you did. And um, – and I use it now in my practice. But um, when they first, when it first happened, we were we were networking, and back then you had to run wires, uh-huh. you know, and they and they would just if someone tripped on it just a little bitty bit and throw everybody's off or somebody's computer just didn't do something right, the whole network would go down. Well, we had a pretty good guy who worked at Tactics who was doing it for us. And when I bought a new computer, he brought it in, hooked it up to the. You know, back then, I think it looked like a telephone wire, but something I can't remember. He hooked it up. Cat five, yeah. And, um, and after a while, I was looking up there, and there was this thing, and it was this game, and I forgot the name of it. But you started out on top of a roof, and you had, and there was this monster would come out and shoot you. And you had to figure out how to kill that monster, and then you could get tools. I forgot the name of it, but Doom. Mm. It came to me. It was Doom. And... I thought, well, that's kind of funny. So I played with it a little bit. And the next thing I know, I was at another level. And then at another one, and I went, I don't think so. And I went to all our office, and I took off Doom. I took off, um, remember back when everybody was playing Solitaire? Mm-hmm. Took that off. And there was some other game that they played. I took them all off, every one of them. Because those things are addictive. Yeah. Aren't you just the Burger Meister Meister Burger? What's that mean? Oh, that's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's one of the villains. The Burgermeister. Really? Yeah. Why did you say you say I'm he the took villain. all the toys? Oh, <laughs> oh, because yeah, I was... he 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 was the town what mayor? Yeah. He said no more Christmas toys. They canceled Christmas. Really? Took the toys yeah. away. So Which has been a did. theme you took forever. All the toys away, you Burgermeister, Meister Burger. Oh, I thought that was the Grinch that did that. That's a different movie. Different movie. Okay. I get confused. Anyway, I saw it myself. I saw, you know what? I just burned 35 minutes of valuable work time playing around with this thing. And I took it off. Because and you I, enjoyed every second of it. No, I can't say that I did. I'm happier when I'm working. I, and agreed. <laughs> agreed. But you were in that tunnel for a while. Yeah, well, I saw the danger of it. Yeah. It, 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 you could feel it drawing you to it. You could feel it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I have another angle on this same conspiracy I want to throw at you too. We haven't brought up yet. Okay. So let me tell you a quick little anecdotal story to parallel it. I didn't smoke when I went into the Air Force, 19 years old. I'm in boot camp, like day two of training, day three of training. We've been given a little bit of money and told, Here's a list of things to go buy that we're advancing your money for. We only gave you the money to buy these things. We're telling you, you must buy. It's kind of like Obama Health Care, right? Mm. Forcing you, forcing you to be a consumer of particular products. So we go buy those little things, and they also sell a few little candy bars and sodas, and cigarettes, and stuff like that. And uh, a few people bought 
cigarettes and, and a lighter. And then we're marching around like on day three. And there's another group of 50 guys coming the opposite direction with their grill instructor. And both our grill instructors halt us. And they exchange words for a second. And then they turn around and tell us, flight, parade, rest. If you got them, fall out and smoke them. Everybody else, stay at parade rest. Mm. Well, it didn't take two or three more of those incidences that day and the next day before the next time we went to the store. I bought me a pack of cigarettes and a lighter. I just thought, I'm rather than staying here like a fool in the hot sun, I'm going to fall out and go in the back and talk with the smokers and pretend like I'm smoking. Well, long story short, by the time I graduate from boot camp, I'm an actual smoker. It's because of the Air Force and that policy that induced and encouraged, there's your word for the week, mm-hmm. <laughs> me to me to start smoking. Now, fast forward, I'm, you know, in my early 40s, the engine light comes on, hey, you've got diabetes, high blood pressure, and I immediately just quit smoking cold turkey. And up, you know, through through my thirties, I saw all the lawsuits about the smoking and everything. <clears throat> I never received a dollar from the money that the states and the feds got from all the tobacco companies. But I think I might could find me a good attorney that would be willing to take it on and maybe turn it into a class action lawsuit. I can't be the only one who started smoking because I was encouraged and induced by our own federal government and the military to begin smoking, and it's addictive as all get out. So what I'm getting at is now, and when my 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 eldest stepson went in, tobacco was completely off limits. They eliminated all tobacco, all branches of all military. You can't chew, dip, smoke, anything, and they encourage you before you get there, you need to go ahead and quit. Do whatever it takes to quit so that you don't have to deal with those bad withdrawal symptoms and cravings while you're in boot camp. And I'm sitting there thinking, I wonder what happened to cause them to change from uh, encouraging people to now telling them you can't do it at all, so you better get over it before you come. Probably, probably but, tough to have two addictions at one time. So here's the parallel. Why is it that they were doing this? out in the open gaming and now all of a sudden out in the open, oh, we're not going to make the game. Is there something behind the scenes with liability why they've quit? Is there some bad news, some bad research that may make them liable that they need to quit being involved in it, at least publicly, before these lawsuits start coming? Hmm. That's an interesting theory. So I never see the military do stuff without a really darn good reason. I think on the face of it, it looks like the the game wasn't played very well much. Uh, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare just eclipsed it so quickly. Uh, that's what most people are saying, but you might have a point, Dwayne. I don't know. That does well, make sense. They were able sense. to get federal money to spend on producing and helping to produce those games. It's probably... Yeah military and GS civil service positions that were involved in making those games. So why did they X all that stuff out if there wasn't a really darn good reason to? Because you know they love to be bigger, more government, spend more money. Yeah, and spending money 
you know, ineffectively spending money is not a government problem. I don't know. The That's other, a good point. The other thing I have is a roller coaster therapy theory. And what that is, is depression often is related to these endorphins, right? The lack thereof. Yeah. People get depressed. And I had a friend I went to high school with, and she had jumped off the Mississippi River Bridge in Vicksburg. And it happened a decade, decade and a half ago. She parked the car one morning and walked halfway down and, and jumped. The weird thing was that they heard her six miles down at the power plant in the water hollering and saw her swimming getting close to the shore and she was approaching the barges and the guys out there working with the barges threw her one of those life rings on a rope she grabbed it and because of the current of the river and them holding the rope stationary on the dock when she grabbed it the current pulled her underneath the barge and she drowned so had they let it go Merry Christmas Maybe she would have survived. But here's the thing. If she was trying to commit suicide and jumped on the river, survived the fall, survived getting back up, and then all of a sudden found the will to survive and was swimming all that length of time at an angle traveling closer and closer and closer to the bank, what was it that made her all of a sudden decide, no, I don't want to do this? And I'm thinking it's a rush of endorphins. Yeah. So I, I threw this out because I had a relative that was suffering from some depression, kind of a mild, medium to mild depression. And I told her, I said, hey, let's go do some roller coaster therapy. Why? And I told her the story. And we went to Six Flags and we had a ball that day on the roller coasters. And for months afterwards, she come back and said, hey, um, your idea about roller coaster therapy may be on to something because I haven't had to take any of my depression antidepressant medication and i feel fine now there is actually a lot of evidence about action so i wonder if doing that any of this first person shooter stuff could be related to people having a higher or lower incident of depression hmm i don't like this new thing my 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 uh one note's gone and you did it i didn't it's gone what you mean it's gone? It, all I see is a chat now. Well, you just have to click on the right thing. That's what she said. <laughs> so. How did you do it? Right right here? Yeah. I want this on the podcast. Okay. Because I want everybody to know why I'm distracted today. Because he gave me new technology that I'm not ready for. <laughs> see, I don't know what you just did. Dr. V, hit calendar. I, I just clicked on a different topic under activity and come back to teams there's podcast here's notes oh i got it now oh. not <laughs> i was trying to keep up for you yeah i hear you i hear you i saw the notes and i was wanting to know where they were well, anyway listen for the listeners we have upgraded our technology and anybody that knows me i cuss the new technology until i get what do you call it? Muscle memory? <laughs> Muscle memory. <laughs> That's what she said. Anyway, so, so yeah, I, you know, 
that that what are you telling me that the military is backing off of a lot are they I, I was I really was distracted by the technology the military is not allowing games on base now no Dwayne's saying that um that they are not encouraging it or making policy in, in other words they've dropped the uh, U.S. Army game, multiplayer Using game. Using it as a recruitment tool. Oh. So it's like there's a window. Here's when we're announcing to the public and we're actively doing something with gaming as a form of recruitment, and now we've ended that era. Well, they don't have to pay for it anymore. It's free. What? I mean, you get. I mean, it, to, to the military, it doesn't have to pay for it anymore. Everybody's just doing it. Well, yeah. And it's making a lot of money doing the gaming industry. Do they do they have like how do they, how do they get people to spend that much money on them? because they they know they're going well uh, it's kind peer of pressure oh yeah peer pressure if is all your buddies are on there and they have to pay forty dollars a month for a subscription then they're going to figure out how to get mom or dad or themselves to go move on something to pay the subscription to get on there so they can be part of their buddies hmm. yeah and uh, the other thing would be. Um, it's just the dopamine rush that you get from doing it and you want that and that you come back to that. And it's kind of like you said, James, I didn't really want to, but uh, I felt like it drawing me back. Think about that three times strong. Yeah. I mean, I understand that, 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 that there's a draw to it. All right. So, so, you know, when the video games first came out, the first one I had was Pong. You know, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, that was one of the things. All right. And I played it until I got good at it. And then I went, that's it. Well, what they should, what they probably did was they took Pong and made it better or get you, well, of course, you know, then they started coming up with, oh, whoa, 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 What was that one? Pac-Man. Pac-Man, yeah. Yeah, they came out with that one. I didn't play it. You can't use that name anymore, though. Why? Pac-Trans. Oh, I don't know what that means either. Uh, a trans trans person. Okay. Oh. Anyway, I, my, I man know this. versus woman. We have Supreme Court that don't even know what a man is. Charlotte, Charlotte, um, was that was her game. So mine was Pong, and I and I got bored with it fairly quickly. All right, Mrs. Pac-Man, Mrs. Pac-Woman. She played Pac-Man. I know when I was dating her, uh, they had it on a computer or PlayStation or whatever, Atari, whatever had it. That was it for her. Neither one of us played after our, our initial games. It, was, it got like that. But the, this what the difference, it sounds like to me, is here that they keep getting better and better and better with it. So you're already addicted to a game, and they don't change it that much. They just they make it better. And, all. and you just keep buying it and going deeper and deeper into it. Well, yeah. And once you, once you buy the initial game, you, you know, kind of you're invested. And you've played it, and you get that hook, then you'll get more. You know, they sell you extra stuff. Well, you know, I used to say that I that I was afraid I was a, had an addictive personality uh, because when I go after something, I go after it. Um, but I'm beginning to think I don't. And and the re- one of the reasons is because I did walk away. In other words, it it it. I just said no. I don't want this controlling me. There's no way you were gonna. I knew cigarettes were addictive. I could see why would anybody inhale smoke if they're not addicted that to me was evidence of addiction you know why are you doing it and if someone was drunk a lot 
there was an addiction. I saw that problem. But of course, I've looked at porn. But despite what Jim said that day, we are not all addicted to that. I didn't. I just walked away. Well, there is a theory that all humans have addictions and that if you're addicted to exercise, for instance, that's a good addiction. Uh, if you're addicted to fitness, you know, if you're addicted to reading, if you're addicted, you know, there, there is this theory that humans are just an addictive species. Perhaps, but, but I will take maybe, 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 uh, maybe with me, if I see it's becoming harmful, I walk away. But I will just tell you that almost all of it just becomes boring. I don't, anything that's trying to draw me in becomes boring. Period. I don't, I, you know, that's that's just kind of the way it's all beginning to think. I don't have the type of personality that's going to get it. Maybe I'm going to knock on wood here, but I'm 64 today and I'm not addicted to anything as far as I know. Charlotte? Well, by that? Mm, perhaps, perhaps. But here's the thing there's absolutely nothing destructive coming out of it. And that's, so, that's so, the, what I mean by addiction. Is if I thought that it was destructive in the least, I would be off of it. Mm. Okay, and and that may be where you're at, and uh, where a lot of people are, at. because there is people, you know, for instance, who um, can drink socially and never become addicted. There are people who can, um, you know, just, you know, heroin addicts from Vietnam. You know that if I was at wherever, wherever, got off when they got back home. Yeah, it's true. If I were ever attempted. To take a second Vivance in order to make me feel better, mm -hmm. you know, a high of some type, I would be off of it that day. That would be the end of it. And and that may be true because that's true. I think in, in a lot of ways, I don't think there's any of these absolutes in anything we do. Um, but what I really feel like uh, there are some people that can take one drink and they're addicted. Yeah, you're right. I agree with you. Um, and he obviously, Dwayne was able to quit smoking easily. I mean, it sounds like. I bet it wasn't easy, was it, Dwayne? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't easy. Okay, you just did it. You did it matter, because, matter of fact, I used Starlight Mint because I was also addicted to menthol. Really? I I took my wife and I said we're going to go to the beach for a long. It's a it was a three day weekend. I said we're going to go to the beach for a four day weekend. I'm taking off on the Friday where the Monday's the holiday. And so we took off and halfway down, she's like, where's your cigarettes? I'm like, I left them back at, at my office. I'm not taking them. Oh, that's why you're going. I said, yes, so I might be irritable this weekend, but that's what we're doing. I'm quitting smoking. And what was weird is uh, it was probably a month later she came up to the office where I was renting space. And she saw right beside my computer, she opened her mouth, pointed like something was wrong. She's like, what is that? And and I looked over. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And there was a pack of cigarettes that was opened up, one cigarette missing, and a lighter on top. that had been sitting there since that Friday morning when I quit. Hadn't touched it. And I had to explain that to her. She's like, well, why is it there? I said, well, number one, I just forgot about it. And number two, when I would see it and think about it, I wanted to prove to myself I had the willpower more than of a snake that I could let it sit there and not touch it. You know what I told my wife? I said, it's not mine. And then you know what she just said? Whose is it? And I would have said, <laughs> none you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the reason for violence. 
Anyway, <laughs> I, you know, I, I uh, it's, 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 it's funny. Relationships are, are like that. I think that if, if I were addicted to something and I was really trying to break it, um, she would probably done similar to what uh, Condi did. Condi, is that it? They get it? Son. Sandy. Sandy did. Sandy. Uh, um, Charlotte might have done that, but she would have. Did she do it sarcastic or did she do it loving? Well, she's like shock, like she's fixing to get on to me for reneging on what I said I wanted to do. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I, I don't know how Charlotte would handle it. Because, of course, yeah, again, yeah. I, I'm not trying yeah. to brag. I just don't. Uh, apparently, apparently, the fear of something controlling me overrides whatever it is that is that could control me. Because, again, I, I you know, if, if I look back, and I'm not trying, this isn't all about me, but. I'm just looking at why are people addicted to these things, and and I just I remember I'm, maybe I was just old. And it's a well, young they person. tricked they tricked them into thinking they're still in control because they light up when they want to light up. Yeah, but I mean the gaming thing. Could oh, you imagine wasting part. a day playing a video? I can't even I, wait. I yeah. see it all the time. There's there's thirty year old males that still don't have full time jobs because they have to play games. I, I will say this that. There are people addicted to golf. Yeah, yeah, my dad was. They're gonna play eight hours of the day. I, I play nine holes, and I'm I'm ready to just ah, about seventh hole. I'm ready to go. Um, there's people that do that at the at the gym. They work out all day long. That's what they do. Thank you, God, for not me not being addictive. At least I don't think I am. I'm addicted to or addicted to the right thing. I may as well admit it. I'm addicted to love. <laughs> ah, well, at least that's a song reference. You know, they, they made a, um, a movie long before any of this happened. When was that movie? The Last Starfighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was um, basically the whole premise was they this game was on. And kid got really good at this one game. And then he got to a certain level of this. And it was quarter. You know, he put it into a. A con- it wasn't a console game, it was a quarter. You put it in a quarter and played. Uh, and you could play it as long as you, you didn't die. Then he got to the highest level. All of a sudden, the spaceship comes down. Said, Yeah, the aliens planted this to try to find That's somebody with the right skill set to come help be a guardian of the galaxy or something. Yeah. 1984. Yeah. And he, it, it's a cult classic, really. And anyway, he, uh, turned out there was a big school trying to, because there was this thing that was this group of people trying to take over the universe. And these other people had aligned up. And starfighters were their big, uh, the thing they used mostly to combat against this. And But you had to have a real strange skill set. Gotcha. Not everybody could do it. And they had a whole system devised to find these starfighters. And, he was uh, one of them. He was one of them, but he was off system because his planet was off limits. Gotcha. Because it was too backward. But this entrepreneur said, you know what? I think I could probably, uh, I think that there's something down here on these planets. So he he marketed this game. And uh, then this kid became a starfighter. A starfighter. And there was a big, you know, attack. And the attack killed everybody but him. He was he was on his way to the place where they were going to train, and they destroyed the training facility. 
because it was so effective against the Southern. Gotcha. And so he was the last starfighter. <laughs> wow. So, Did he win? Yeah, of course. Would what what movie is this off of? The last. No, 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 no. I want you. I'm going to give you a quote. See if you can name this movie. Would you like to play a game? Uh, <laughs> God, just went right out of my brain. I know exactly. I I, I recognize it. Isn't it War Games? Is that yeah, right? War Games. Oh yeah. <laughs> war Games. <laughs> he acted to a back door of a of the. Do the Department of Defense's computers and and he got to a a game. Is that what happened? And he played. He decided to play global thermal and nuclear war. Right. And it and was it like turned out it was real. And it was like tic tac toe. There was no winner. Well, <laughs> this was before artificial intelligence. But apparently, they were projecting this, and the the computer was apparently artificially could learn from its gaming, and uh, so. Uh, he figured out because it, it was going to launch the codes because that's what it was supposed to do. And so to stop it, he started a loop of games just because its goal was you have to win. And it went through uh, hundreds of billions of games, scenarios trying to see what would happen. And uh, it said, very interesting. That is spoiler a, alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I basically explained. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it, the only way to win, but interesting game. The only way to win is to not play. <laughs> Would you like to play a game of chess? Chess, not chest. Chess. You put the T in there. That changes the whole meaning. Well, maybe. Freudian slip. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I, 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 I'm not so sure if that's a conspiracy as much as it is a truth. Just well, well it's a say. conspiracy. I just don't know that it's a theory. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's what I want when, when we do Whitaker Chambers. I do want to do Whitaker Chambers just because the man deserves his name to be recognized. It's sad that just from the 1970s till now, we have forgotten Whitaker Chambers. Alger Hiss, he's the one. Yo, it's, uh, yeah, no, we got to talk about that. You just want to not have to put dollars in the square jar to say communists. Oh, well, you know. You'll be able to say it a thousand times during that analysis. Well, I have figured out a way around that I just say helicopter, helicopter (laughs) droppings. All right, well, guys, that was interesting. It really was. Um, I, I I appreciate the technology again. I want to tell you that. Now we got to have a. Here's the here's. Well, we'll talk about when we get off. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, Monday we will be talking about the Hansen uh, litigation that made the Supreme Court, and it tied to. Um, it's tied to we think the J six. Oh, okay, good. And then Tuesday. I will want to talk about where that statute came from that they were applying these J6 guys, which turns out that it was the Enron litigation. I had to take some digging to find that out. Yes, the statute that they are using against J6 is the statute. They they, they said that you can't shred your documents anymore. If the DOJ is coming to get them, you can't shred them right before they get them, that that's considered a felony. That's what statute they're, they're using. Against January. It's the one that they chose not to prosecute Hillary. Yeah. That yeah. one. That's the one. they bleached. You know. 
That's the one. And uh, hopefully, we know that uh, that um, Sidney Powell um, pled guilty. That, I'd like depressing. It's oh, super depressing. Uh, for whichever reason it was that she did it, uh, I really looking at her demeanor and whatnot, she looked like a defeated woman. Um, I don't know what that means because she was a she was definitely not defeated when she was representing Flynn. Um, she was she was a, she was a bulldog. Um, that so, means they flinned her, didn't they? They did. They did. What they, they must do is have went after her family, loved ones. She probably felt she had no choice. But they overbook you to where you could be in jail for the rest of your life. And she, she pled guilty to this silly misdemeanor that that she – we'll talk about that Tuesday as well. Yeah. And I have some thoughts on that. So, so, that, so that means Donald Trump has to become Speaker of the House to well, put the brakes on all this bull crap. Well, he can't. That's state prosecution. That's, that's beauty for their, from their perspective of this thing. Half are in state court. Half of them are in federal court. And even if he becomes president, he can't pardon her. No, I'm not talking about pardon, but I'm saying the prosecution of him and those that they're trying to bump oh. with it has to, has to put on pause. Yeah. He says they want to pill him out. You know what? She wasn't willing to go to jail for me. Yeah. I don't I don't know what happened, but she was not willing to go to jail for me. She's not running for president, but t- Trump said it this week. He's willing to go to jail for us. So we got a lot to talk about next Tuesday. Yep. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, give us your comments. Uh, sooner or later, we're going to have a, a internet presence where you can send us questions. If you listen to the podcast and you have questions, you can. We're on our way to doing that, but i got to figure out first how to get one note on my new computer. <laughs> thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, whoa, whoa. 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 Oh, wait. I, I, I need a pet. Wait. <laughs> OMG. Pet <laughs> me up. Yeah, uh, James just hypnotized me. Uh, I almost forgot to tell all of you. What I, I have been drinking uh, Zulu coconut all this whole podcast. That's how I was able to tie all this together. And I got it at the Houghton PJs in Houghton, Louisiana, where you can have wonderful coffee like Zulu coconut, but you could also get dark roast, light roast. You can get boosted teas with all natural Red Bull and delicious pastries, breakfast sandwiches and lunch sandwiches and zap chips. All at one place? One place in a most pleasant environment. Zulu. Zulu coconut. Isn't that a feminine uh, male model? No. It's a robust, wonderful coffee. Zoolander. Okay. All right. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Another movie reference. Next week for more bat fun at the same bat channel. Bye-bye. Bye.